it's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Let the gifting start with Kohl's lowest prices of the season. Prices so low, no coupons needed. Get Sonoma Tops for her, only $7.99. Shoes for the family are $29.99 and under. And save on Toastmaster Small Appliances, just $9.99. Plus, get a little more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. It's the lowest prices of the season, Wednesday through Sunday, at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles through store or Kohl's.com for details. You're listening to The Sports Stove with host Vince Stover. The Sports Stove is sponsored by RA Marketing. Go radigital.com. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. The NBA is about to make their return in the bubble. We'll break down all that's going to happen in the coming weeks. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. Welcome into today's Sports Stove Podcast. Today we're covering all things NBA as we enter into the bubble for the conclusion of the NBA season. Before we get into that, I first want to start off by thanking our sponsors, RA Marketing. RA Marketing offers turnkey digital marketing services for financial advisors. They've worked tirelessly to create a winning Facebook ads formula that delivers the ROI advisor's need. If you are a financial advisor, please reach out to RA Marketing. You can find more information at goradigital.com and please tell them the sports stove sent you. Now we enter into the bubble down in Orlando for the NBA season. A few games here to kind of close out the season before heading into the playoffs. One really weird rule that they've decided to make Really, it seems like in an effort to get Zion Williamson into the playoffs, even though he may not even play in the bubble, it is that the number nine seed finishes within four games of the number eight seed at the end of the regular season. Then there will be a play-in tournament in which the number nine seed would need to beat the number eight seed twice in a two-game playoff, or the number eight seed only has to win one game in order to continue into the playoffs. Four games seems like a kind of a wide margin to give this kind of play-in opportunity for the nine seed. It could develop into some uh, better playoffs, I guess, at the end of the day, but we'll talk about that more when we get to the Western Conference. It just doesn't seem very fair for the number eight seed to play well. Right now it's Memphis. Play well during the regular season and really be at a spot that most people didn't think they would be in And now to come down to this where if they don't uh, maintain their current really lead right now on the number nine seed, they might have to win a a playoff game before they even get to the playoffs. And quite honestly, it just doesn't seem like it's a great idea and it really seems set up for a specific purpose, like I said earlier, to get Zion into the playoffs. And that's probably not even going to happen anyways, but... It is just one more wrinkle to this odd NBA season in this COVID era. So we come to the bubble with just a few teams missing. 
But in the Eastern Conference, there's Boston, Brooklyn, Indiana, Miami, Milwaukee, Orlando, Philadelphia, Toronto, and Washington. That's nine teams. Uh, Only eight, of course, are going to make the playoffs. Washington, no one knows why they were included. They have no shot of making the playoffs, yet they're in the bubble. In the Western Conference, a few more teams. Dallas, Denver, Houston, the Clippers and the Lakers, Memphis, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, Phoenix, Portland, Sacramento, San Antonio, and Utah. There's going to be a mad dash for that number eight seed with really three potentials between Memphis, New Orleans, and and Portland. We'll talk about them in a moment. Let's start in the Eastern Conference. We'll go one to nine. Uh, number one currently in the Eastern Conference is the Milwaukee Bucks. They seem pretty well set there to maintain that number one, obviously. And it's really no advantage to Milwaukee. The number one seed in the playoffs gets no advantage over the number eight seed. And Years past, you're talking about home court throughout the playoffs. They don't get that this year. They're all in Orlando. Nothing has been changed, and uh, but they get the pride of being number one at the end of the regular season. Of course, Milwaukee is led by Giannis, uh, the Greek freak there in Milwaukee, more than likely the MVP. He should be. There should be no doubt about that. They've got Middleton uh, there as well, who's kind of the number two as far as star power goes. They have some veterans in George Hill and Wesley Matthews. Eric Bledsoe is back after missing some time here with uh, in the, the practice sessions uh, because of COVID tests. And then the Lopez twins as well. Milwaukee is a team that if they stay healthy and not sick, which is true for most teams, that they have the best shot, I think, in the Eastern Conference and really maybe in all of the NBA to win this year. They have to stay healthy. They can't have anything weird happen with the COVID situation. But Milwaukee is a good team, a mixture of young and veteran players, a mixture of MVP caliber players and six-man-of-the-year caliber players, quality role players. They know what they do well, and they do that. They don't try to play outside of what they're good at. Milwaukee should be able to easily make the Eastern Conference Finals and should be the representative for the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals when it's all said and done. Number two in the East is the Toronto Raptors. Returning Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Ananobi, Siakam, Gazal coming off the bench it seems like now, uh, as well as, of course, other players. Toronto has been a surprise this year. Losing Kawhi Leonard and uh, the defending champions, aren't the same team as they were a year ago, yet they've played very well in the regular season. Now this layoff has happened. Can they come back and pick up where they left off? It is a question yet to be seen. But Toronto has played very well. I would say they have exceeded expectations to this point. Can they do that in the bubble? Can they do that in the playoffs? Is yet to be seen. Boston Celtics currently number three. They have Kimba Walker, who has some injury issues, some concerns with Kimba going into the layoff from the COVID. He was uh, kind of uh, uh, injured. His knees weren't good. And coming into the bubble, he seems to still be struggling with the exact same issue that you would like to think at this time had been taken care of. They have two great young players in Brown and Tatum. Gordon Hayward, a veteran there as well. And then a lot of role players behind them. I love Marcus Smart and what he can offer. And honestly, if Kimba's out, Marcus Smart steps in. He's a different kind of player, but he is a quality, especially in the playoffs player, 
for Boston. They should be dangerous. Number four currently is Miami. Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, uh, Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, and many others. Really a lot of young players in Miami that have been contributing all season long. Now they're here in the bubble with the chance to make some noise. Uh, they're going to have a tough go of it in the playoffs because as a in that seeding where they are, it's not going to be very simple. But Miami's a very quality team. They have proven this season to be very dangerous. And can they make a run in this odd playoff setting is yet to be seen. Indiana is currently number five. There's a good chance that they're going to drop down to number six before it's all said and done. But uh, they are led by Malcolm Brogdon, who's had a great season with Oladipo still injured. Oladipo, though, appears to be ready to play here in the bubble. And if he can return to form, they will be very dangerous. Uh, Sabonis has been injured with a foot injury, so they're not sure how much he's going to get to play. That would hurt Indiana greatly. Miles Turner, he could play, and he might be better with Sabonis out. The biggest question mark for Indiana is depth. Do they have enough depth to make a run? I don't see this format being great for Indiana. They could be an early out in the playoffs. Currently number six is the Philadelphia 76ers. They should move up more than likely to at least number five. And they're led by two young superstars in Simmons and Embiid. They've got Tobias Harris and Al Horford as veterans. Al Horford is moving to the bench, coming off the bench here in the bubble where he started pretty much all season um, and now moving to the bench. But they have to figure it out. I think Philadelphia is doomed. I don't think they can make a run in the playoffs. I think their coach is getting fired at the end of the year because he's fallen short so often. But uh, they always have that potential. Guys like Al Horford, who have had success uh, both in college and the NBA, he is a respected player in the locker room. There are things that he can do that he can bring to Philadelphia that can make a major difference, especially in the playoffs. But do they have enough shooting is really the biggest question when you talk about Philadelphia. They should have the defense with the length that they have on their team. Do they have enough scoring in them to keep up with some of these three-point shooting teams? Number seven is Brooklyn. Brooklyn shouldn't be in the playoffs just because they don't have any players. Uh, Pretty much their roster is made up of half of their players from the regular season and half of the guys they had to pick up either from the G League or out of free agency. One even out of retirement. Uh, Their main players aren't making the trip to Orlando. They have Karis LeVert, who could always go off. Joe Harris has been consistent. Jarrett Allen is fun to watch. And then they bring in Jamal Crawford out of retirement. Uh, Brooklyn at the seventh seed, they just don't seem very dangerous. And uh, they should be an easy out in the first round. Currently at number eight is the Orlando Magic. Markel Fultz, Aaron Gordon, Vucevic. And the question mark around Jonathan Isaac of whether or not he's going to be able to play here in the playoffs is yet to be seen. He brings a huge defensive presence when he's there. Foltz has made a resurgence after his flameout in Philadelphia. He looked like a complete bust, but in Orlando, he's been very good. Aaron Gordon's had a great season before the shutdown. Vucevic has been solid as well. Orlando is a team that can be dangerous, but at the eight seed playing Milwaukee in the first round, it's just a hard spot to be in. Good luck to Orlando playing at home. The only team playing at home this year in the playoffs, even though there is no crowd. Washington is the nine seed. They have a 98% chance of not making the playoffs. No Beal, no John Wall. Washington was invited just for the fun of it. 
the playoffs, the eight teams for the East are pretty well set. Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Miami, Indiana, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and Orlando. Those seedings could change slightly. Really, the five, six, seven seedings can move around a little bit, maybe even at four. But for the most part, everything is well set in the East. Now moving on to the West where things get a little bit more fun, a little bit more interesting. A lot of things lined up together in the West to make a interesting playoffs. The West has been strong for many years now. And then the addition of LeBron James to the Western Conference has added extra excitement to the West, especially coming into the bubble. The one seed currently in the West is the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and some other guys. Uh, does it matter? Does LeBron still need, uh, does he need key players? Can Does he need talented players? Or can he take anyone to the finals like he did in Cleveland? Well, Danny Green is a, is a quality uh, role player. Uh, Kyle Kuzma has shown some talent. JaVale McGee has played a role really well in Los Angeles as well as Golden State before that, even though he gets minimal minutes. LeBron James is getting old. And you're heading into this bubble play where there's going to be, uh, the schedule's going to be a little tighter, more games closer together, less rest in between games. Can LeBron hold up? He's uh, one of the greatest players of all time. I put him in the top 10, arguably in the top five. That's a conversation for another day. But LeBron is is one of the best players to play. He is the best player in the current generation of ball players. But now he's getting on that tail end of his career. Is he still the best player in the league? Many would argue he's not currently the best player in the league. Still very, very good. But can he do it on his own? Anthony Davis has hit injury. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Problems his entire career. Can he stay healthy for this run? And... Do they have enough around those two guys to make it happen in the playoffs? Coach Vogel has not had great playoff success. He's always flamed out, but it's always been against LeBron James that he's flamed out. So maybe being with LeBron will make the difference this year, and LeBron and Vogel and Anthony Davis will make it to the finals. Number two seed is also from L.A., the Clippers, with a brand new team all around them, Kawhi Leonard, uh, who is one of the top players in the league, Paul George, who has had a good season, Patrick Beverly, uh, Lou Williams, you got Harold, Shemet, all these different guys in the Clippers. They've built a really solid team with some key role players around them. Now, Lou Williams has to go into 10-day quarantine because, well, he was really hungry, and so he thought, oh, I'll go to a strip club and get something to eat. Sure, that's what he was doing. But nonetheless, he's going into quarantine because he broke rules. That's happening, not just him, with other people in the bubble as well. Patrick Beverly is a little bit questionable as far as how accessible is he going to be. Had some family issues that he had to leave for. And so the Clippers are a little bit up in the air. The COVID thing is going to throw everything off this year. There's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unknown. But the Clippers, if they've got all their players, are as talented or more talented than anyone else in the league. 
So if they're at full strength, they will be incredibly dangerous here in the bubble. Currently at the three seed is the Denver Nuggets. Great year last year, flamed out in the playoffs. Now they're back as the three seed. Uh, Jokic has been phenomenal, and now he's skinny. Can he play up to standard? Can he stay with it? He looks healthy. He looks in shape more so than he ever has been. He can dribble. He can shoot. He can pass. He can kind of defend. Uh, There is a lot of talent in him. Jamal Murray is somewhat of a streaky shooter. He's got a lot of uh, offensive ability, and when he's on, he's really hard to stop. Gary Harris, Will Barton, great role players. Uh, Paul Millsap, the savvy vet. And now the emergence of Bowl Bowl here in the summer camp leading up to uh, the end of the regular season and the playoffs. He's kind of been this guy that everybody's watching. He's been really, really good. Can he play a key role for Denver? It'll be interesting to see how Denver can put it all together here in the bubble. Currently at number four is the Utah Jazz. They have, in a way, underperformed this year. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, these guys have not fit together as well as many thought they might. And now they're in this situation where they're in the playoffs. And honestly, everyone has a chance right now, or almost everyone, subtract Brooklyn. Uh, but almost everyone has a chance heading into this new format, this weird season. It's going to be really interesting to see if Utah can put it together or if they'll continue to kind of fade away as the playoffs begin. Oklahoma City's had a great season. They're at number five currently in the West. Chris Paul, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Gallinari, Stephen Adams, Schroeder. They have guys here that have strangely fit together. I don't think if you look at it on paper, you go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it's a really an odd team, but they've made it work this year. They've Billy Donovan's done a great job, and it'll be interesting to see what they can pull together here in the playoffs. Um, again, Chris Paul's always fallen short in the playoffs. But can he help this team get to where it needs to go? They're, they would be underdogs, but they do have a shot. At number six currently in the West is the Houston Rockets. Uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon. But once you get to Austin Rivers, you realize this team has no chance. Um, Houston at number six. Actually, I think in this format they have better chance than normal format. Westbrook and Harden rested. Uh, Westbrook is a wrecking ball. And he gets to the rim whenever he wants. Harden changes the rules. Um, He's an incredible player. I don't like to watch him, but he's an incredible player. And Houston has potential, I think, in this format to make more noise than normal. At number seven in the West is the Dallas Mavericks. Really two players to watch with Luka and Porzingis. And Porzingis is on a a one-game suspension right now or a hold just because he skipped a test, a COVID test, but he'll be back and and playing. Dallas, they're just not deep enough. They got players where they can have a really good game, but in a series setting, I'm not sure that Dallas is quite there yet. They're missing a few pieces still. They can put it together. Uh, In the next year or two, they could be dangerous, but right now they're really that fringe team in the playoffs that just wants to make some noise. At number eight is the Memphis Grizzlies. They have been great this year. Uh, Ja Morant, rookie of the year, at least he should be. Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, Jaron Jackson, uh, Jonas Valanciunas. And uh, this Memphis team has overachieved this year. They've been incredibly entertaining to watch, but they only have a 62% chance of making the playoffs, which is better than obviously 61% or 50%. So there is some positive in there. 
But again, that odd rule that they've made where the nine seed only has to be within four games at the end of the regular season, then they go into a two-game playoff. Memphis would have to win one game. The nine seed would have to win two games in order to make it past Memphis. So there is still this, this better-than-not chance that Memphis makes it. And I think if they make it in, they can be very, very dangerous. They would open the playoffs against LeBron James and the Lakers. Do they match up well? Do they have enough defense to beat LeBron James and Anthony Davis? I'm not sure they do. I don't think it's a good matchup for Memphis. But I love the team and what they're doing. Number nine seed currently is Portland. Portland may be the deepest team when it comes to talent uh, in the league outside of maybe the Clippers. Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum. Carmelo Anthony looks in shape for the first time in a long time. Zach Collins, Nurkic is back from injury. Anthony Simmons was having a good season. Hassan Whiteside fits the role better as a as a reserve, as a backup that comes in and just plays minimal minutes, plays some defense and gets some rebounds. Portland, even though they're the nine seed right now behind Memphis, they have only a 9% chance to make it into the playoffs because their schedule is incredibly stacked. A very hard schedule for Portland. But if Portland can make it within four games of Memphis, they will beat Memphis two games in a row to make the playoffs, and Memphis will be out. Portland is dangerous. If they make the playoffs, they can beat the Lakers in the first round. They could make a massive run throughout the playoffs and really do some major damage in the Western Conference. The number 10 seed is the the whole reason these rules were made up was to get Zion Williams in the playoffs. And uh, here he is now at the number 10 seed, Drew Holiday, Derek Favors, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Zion, J.J. Redick, all in here. And not only are they in the bubble and trying to catch up to Memphis at number 8, they have the easiest schedule in the bubble. So great opportunity for them to make a run here at the end of the season. Get within those four games. I don't know if they can beat Memphis two games in a row. There is some question about whether Zion's even going to play. and uh, But they do have talent on the team, and some fairly good talent, where they could definitely make some noise. I think Memphis still beats them uh, one game out of two. But uh, they are there trying to make a push. The other teams in the West, there just really is no shot for them. Sacramento has a 5% chance to get in. San Antonio, a 5% chance to get in. They have DeRozan and Rudy Gay as the leaders on their team. It ain't going to happen. Phoenix is at number 13. They have a 99.9% chance to not make the playoffs. (laughs) So why are they there? We still don't know. But nonetheless, that is the setup currently going on. So let's talk quickly about some predictions. In the Eastern Conference, and really in both conferences, I think younger talent has potential to do more damage in this setup, the bubble setup, than uh, in years past. These The older teams, teams that have veterans that are very good but older, they have the potential to break down easier. And these younger guys are coming off of playing the tournament. They're coming off of playing a busier schedule and they're not complaining about load management. They're ready to go and ready to run until this season is done. And I think the younger teams have a chance. Milwaukee might be the exception because uh, Giannis obviously is young. Middleton is young. The rest of them are really veterans, but they're just solid veterans. And I think in how they play and their dependence on Giannis, as long as he's healthy, they have a legit chance to make the run. But I think teams to watch for outside of Milwaukee is Boston and Miami. I think these two teams, because of the age group that they're dealing with, they're young, talented players, I think the potential is there for them to make a run. There's no one in the East that has that 
that uh, that look that that Boston had back with their big three, or that Miami had with their big three. There's no one that everybody looks at and goes, "They're impossible to beat in a seven-game series." Everybody's beatable, and again, I think the young talent wins out here. So if Milwaukee doesn't go, you've got Boston with Brown and Tatum that are really talented young guys. Miami with Butler and Bam. Bam Adebayo has been amazing in Miami. Love watching him play. Those two teams, I think, are the ones to watch. Indiana, if Oladipo is back to Oladipo form, they could be dangerous. I don't think they have have much of a shot this year. Philadelphia, I'm way down on Philadelphia. I think Simmons and Embiid, they don't know how to play as a team. They don't know how to put it together. I don't think that the team buys into what the coach is wanting them to do. I think Philadelphia falls short. Toronto, I just don't think there's enough talent there for them to make a, a long run again in the playoffs. Brooklyn, no way. Orlando could surprise people. They're the ones where if they get through Milwaukee, maybe they do make that run. But I look at Milwaukee as the Eastern Conference champs with Miami and Boston really pushing uh, there in the Eastern Conference. Then in the Western Conference, again, when you're talking about young talent, you have to look over the Lakers. You have to look over the Clippers. I don't think the Clippers can stay healthy. That's the one thing. I think the Clippers are the best team in the West. But can they stay healthy? I just have a hard time believing that. So I think the dangerous teams in the West, outside of the favorites in L.A., I think Denver is very, very dangerous. I think Houston, like I said earlier, with Westbrook and Harden, this format fits what they do. And then I really like Portland. If Portland makes it in, if they're able to beat out Memphis for that eight seed, Portland beats the Lakers, and then after that, all you have to get through is what? The Clippers or Denver uh, or someone else? I don't know, but the point is, is Portland is loaded. And uh, if Lillard had been healthy, if McCollum had been healthy, uh, if Collins had been healthy, if Nurkic had been healthy, I mean, they wouldn't be the ninth seed. They would be a top four seed right now in the West. If they make it, Portland is dangerous. So here's where we're looking at in the NBA currently, things that I think will happen at the very least. And again, this is all barring COVID not taking out a team or a superstar, but I think Milwaukee comes out of the Eastern Conference in a very tough series uh, uh, with uh, possibly Miami or Boston. Uh, I think those are the three teams to watch. Milwaukee wins the East. Then in the West, if Portland makes it, they're going the distance, but can they make it? It's a very short time frame. They got to get in that four game window, stay in that four game window with Memphis. And then they've got to beat Memphis two games uh, and, and not let Memphis beat them even one time in those two, obviously in those two games. So Portland is dangerous. Can they make it? It's hard to say. I think Denver and the Clippers are very talented as well. At the end of the day, barring injury and COVID doing something crazy, I have the Clippers and the Bucks going into the finals. And maybe, just maybe, there's enough in Milwaukee to win a championship for Milwaukee. But at the end of the day, Kawhi Leonard repeats. And so I have the Clippers over the Bucks coming out of the bubble at the end of it all. Thank you for listening to today's Sports Stove Podcast as we break down the NBA. Check out previous episodes. Recently came out with a Major League Baseball episode as well. We'll continue weekly coming out with episodes giving you the latest on what's going on in the sports world. Again, we thank our sponsors, RA Marketing. We'll be back in a few days with another episode. Find us on Twitter at Sports Stove. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.
Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.